Hello, you are very welcome to our WIT Talk Student Life podcast brought to you by the Student Life and Learning Department here in Waterford Institute of Technology. My name is Tom Grinsell and I'm Student Support Administrator here in WIT. Exams are just around the corner and a number of students may have registered for examination accommodations through the Disability Office here in WIT. Today I'm going to chat to Laura Hartree, the Disability Officer, and Janet O'Neill, the Assistive Technologist here in WIT, about the accommodations available to students based on their needs. So, Laura and Janet, thanks a million for coming on today. You're both very welcome. Thank you, Tom. Thanks, Tom. It's great to great to have uh, both of you on. And I know I spoke to you both on the podcast last year about students registering with the Disability Office and examination accommodations uh, for online exams. So, Laura, just uh, going to start with you first. Can you tell me how do students register for this uh, register with the Disability Office in WIT? Okay, so um, the process is very simple. All the student is required to do is send an email to disabilityoffice at wit.ie and they ask to make an appointment. Okay, so um, they just request an appointment with myself, the disability officer, and then we will send them um, an invitation with an online application form to complete. And this application form just gathers information regarding um, their name, their student number, what course they're studying, um, their disability. It asks for evidence of disability to be uploaded with the form. And then um, when the form is complete and submitted, the student gets a receipt to say that they have submitted it and that I will be in touch with them in a couple of days. So that gives me an opportunity to read over their application form read their evidence of disability and then I send them an appointment and that appointment can either be via Zoom or in person whatever the preference is for the student and we sit down and we have a chat and we complete what's called a needs assessment and then following on from that needs assessment the different um, reasonable accommodations are approved and these can encompass exam accommodations exam accommodations or um, other academic supports such as learning support or assistive technology or uh, personal assistance or access to an educational support worker. So that's the process and they're primarily the um, accommodations that we would approve all, all based on needs and all based on evidence submitted by the student. And just in terms of registering with the Disability Office, um, students can register at any stage with the yes. Disability Office, yeah. but um, I'm right in saying there is a cutoff for examination accommodations each yes. semester. Yes, that's correct. So students can register at any point during the academic year. However, we are required to operate um, a deadline for examination accommodations. And the reasons for this is that it takes time to establish all those accommodations and to get them in place. So October 31st is the deadline for exam accommodations for semester one. And March 31st is the deadline for exam accommodations for end of semester two and autumn repeats. So any students who might be listening to this who have not registered with the Disability Office yet can do so um, anytime, but just to be aware that the deadline for end of semester one exam accommodations has passed. 
that's a very useful piece of information too because some might just get mixed up along the way even though it's all very clearly on your website and that as yeah. well so i think yeah. it is important just to have a look at that if if anyone is um kind of just wondering about those dates and then just with with the exams coming up um for students laura can you just talk me through some of the examination accommodations here in wit so there are a variety of examination accommodations available to students with disabilities in, in WIT. Um, and I suppose one of the most common exam accommodations is a waiver in spelling and grammar. So a waiver in spelling and grammar is often availed of um, by students with dyslexia or a specific learning difficulty. So for on-campus exams, students granted a spelling and grammar waiver must place a waiver sticker on their written or typed exam answer booklet. Okay, so that's really important. Um, students who do not have stickers on the day of their exam will be unable to avail of a spelling and grammar waiver. So a waiver sticker is the student's unique identifier as a person with a waiver in spelling and grammar, and it communicates to the examiner that they have a waiver in place. So obviously, if you have no sticker on the day of your exam, unfortunately you would not be able to avail of a spelling and grammar waiver and that's why it's so important to collect your stickers. So stickers are available for collection from the Student Life and Learning Support Desk in the business building on the Cork Road campus. They've been, they were made available from last Monday the 15th of November and will be available right up until Friday the 10th of December and students can collect their stickers Monday to Friday from 9am to 12.30pm and 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. and they are the opening hours of the student life and learning support desk. So please do collect your stickers. We will strictly not be issuing stickers after the 10th of December. Students have a whole month to come and collect their stickers and as I said unfortunately if you do not have a sticker on the day of your exam you will be unable to avail of a waiver in spelling and grammar so I can't stress how important that is. Okay. And um, the students will get notified of yeah, say so, they, that they can collect the stickers and that. Yes, yeah, so as well, an, e an email yeah. has gone out, out to all students registered with the Disability Office to let them know that the collection dates and times, as I've just um, laid out there for their stickers and also for their time cards, which I'm just going to have a chat about now. Um, so students who are granted extra time um, are issued with an extra time card. So extra time is set at 10 minutes extra per hour. So for on-campus exams, students granted extra time must present a time card to the exam supervisor or invigilator and failure to present a time card will result in the student being unable to avail of extra time. Extra time is only triggered after 60 minutes has passed. So that's very important. So 60 minutes must be reached before the 10 minutes extra is applied. Again, um, students can now collect their time cards um, from the Student Life and Learning Support Desk Monday to Friday, 9 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. and 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. right up until the 10th of December. And the Student Support Desk is located in the business building of the Cork Road campus. And it, um, students have been notified of this date, the dates when they can collect their stickers and where they can collect them from. So both stickers and time cards. Um, and then I... Yeah, the next accommodation then, Tom, I suppose the one of the most um, 
common ones is an electronic reader. Okay, so for on-campus exams, students granted use of an electronic reader and or an exam C-Pen reader will sit their examinations in the Walton building in room IT221. So that's the Walton building on the Cork Road campus and room IT221 is located on the second floor of the Walton building. So room IT221 will appear on the student's examination timetable. So we encourage students to log into their online examination timetable and view the date, time and venue of their exams. Training in the use of an electronic reader and exam CPEN reader for examinations is mandatory and students will be notified via the student email when training will take place. And I know Janet is going to talk a little bit about that in, in a few minutes. Um, just to say with, with COVID-19, students are required to bring in their own um, headphones or earphones um, in order to listen to their electronic reader because we were unable to, to share um, earphones um, between between students, particularly earphones that are in-ear earphones. Okay, um, so that's how the electronic reader works. And just to say that students will be familiar with the devices that they will be used, be it a C-Pen reader or an electronic reader, uh, reading um, computer software um, prior to the examinations as training is mandatory. And, and we encourage students to attend um, the training invites and the training um, information that Janet will be sharing with them. Um, just a quick run through. It's the spelling and grammar um, yeah. card, the time cards, the electronic readers and the C yeah. pens. So there's loads of different accommodations yeah. that you mentioned there, Laura. And, yeah, and there's a um, couple there's a couple more as well, Tom, that I might mention if if that would be okay. Yeah, no, it's yeah. great. It's great to find out more. So yeah. yeah. Um, what else uh, is available to the students? So yeah, so some students would have been approved for a computer to type. Okay. And so so for on campus examination, students who have the accommodation of a computer to type um will in a shared centre will sit their examinations in the Walton building in room IT221. Okay, so many students using an electronic reader will also be using a computer to type. So that makes sense in that they use the one computer for both functions. So again, room IT221 will appear on the examination timetable where the student has been granted the use of a computer to type in room IT221. Now, just to say some students have been granted the use of a computer um, to type in a separate center and this is different okay so a separate center is a venue where a student will be in a room on their own so for on-campus exams students have been who have been granted the reasonable accommodation of use of a computer to type in an individual separate center i.e a room on their own will receive a letter from their school office stating the location and time of their exam and just to say to students please note that your room number will not appear on your online examination timetable you may see your online on your online examination timetable that you have been allocated a seat number in the main hall but just to ignore this and refer instead to the letter received from your school office or contact your school office in advance of your exam to confirm details of your exam location um, so any queries in relation to the location room number date or time of your exam should be directed to your school office and they will be able to, to let you know where you'll be sitting your exam um, other examination accommodations then um, that for students would be a scribe. So for on-campus exams, students who have the accommodation of a scribe will receive, a, again, will 
similarly to the computer to type in a separate centre, will receive a letter from their school office stating the location and time of their exam. And again, room numbers do not appear on online examinations and instead um, you will you will receive a letter from your school office stating the location and time of their exam. Um, and then similarly, some students can be just allocated an invigilator in a separate centre. And um, for an invigilator in a separate centre, the, 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 the way it works is very similar to the previous two accommodations that I spoke about. And that is um, they will receive a letter from their school office stating the location, room number and time of their exam and that their room number will not appear on your online examination timetable. The student will receive a separate letter from their school office. Um, so there, I suppose, primarily the examination accommodations for end of semester officially timetabled exams that are happening on campus. Now, Tom, I might mention a little bit about in-class tests, if that's all right. Um, would that be okay? Yeah, perfect. Yeah. No, that, that's perfect, Laura, because I know that um, it, it exams are confusing. due to take place on yeah. campus this year. Uh, yeah, so it's no harm yeah. um, in students knowing a little bit about the in-class exams as well, because it can vary depending on the module, uh, I Absolutely. suppose. Absolutely, yeah, and the student preference. So for... For all the end of semester officially timetabled exams, okay, so they're um, exams that happen once um, teaching is finished. So for all those exams, your accommodations are automatically put in place. Okay, so you turn up and your accommodations are there or arranged for you. However, for in-class tests, it's a little bit different and the rules are a little bit different. Okay, so for an in-class test, an in-class test we would define as an exam that occurs during class time and falls outside of the officially timetabled end of semester one and end of semester two examination period. Okay, so students must request their reasonable accommodations for in-class exams from the organising lecture. So that's really, really important. So um, reasonable accommodations for in-class tests are only put in place if you ask for them from your organising lecture. So they're not automatic. So, for example, a student who has um, a reader or a scribe or extra time must ask their um, organising lecture to arrange those accommodations for them. And because there's a little bit involved in arranging those accommodations, the students are required to provide at least two weeks notice to their lecturer if they require exam accommodations. So say, for example, I'm a student who requires a scribe and my exam is one hour long and I have extra time. I would go to my lecture two weeks in advance and I would say um, my name is Laura Hartry and I require and have been approved by the disability office for use of a scribe and extra time for my exams. Can this be arranged for me? And then the lecturer would speak with the school office and the school office would liaise with myself if required or the lecturer might come to me directly and we will arrange that for the student in liaison with the school. So please be sure to contact your lecturer as they administer the in-class exams and can only provide the accommodations upon your timely request and failure to do so will result in accommodations not being applied. And just very important for students who have been issued with um, reading pens, reading pens are not permitted to be used for in-class tests and students must request human readers for in-class tests from the organising lecture. So there's some ve very important information there about in-class tests. 
Um, you just mentioned there, Laura, that obviously that only avail or students that are registered with the disability office can only avail of that service as well. That's um, correct, exactly. Um, and I think it's important, Tom, that students understand that by registering with the disability office. Registering with the Disability Office doesn't um, mean that you're automatically entitled to any of these accommodations yeah. we're talking about. They're all assessed <clears throat> on need and they're all assessed on the content of the medical evidence or psychological evidence that is provided by the student, be it an education psychology assessment, a letter from their neurologist, a letter from their consultant or psychiatrist or any of those um, professionals. So we have the expertise in the disability office to read those medical reports and we look at the guidelines and regulations that are in place nationally for every for all HEIs. So we all follow the same guidance as to you know what accommodations um, can be approved for certain disabilities and according to certain criteria so you know in terms of extra time we would look at processing speed in terms of um, reading uh, we would look at um, re pseudo word decoding and um, reading speed lots of different things like that um, so Tom another thing that I suppose I, I might try and cover here as well which is it's confusing to students is that as we're now moving to I suppose the first semester of almost full on-campus exams, a lot of the first years have never had an experience of an on-campus exam and their accommodations would have been a little bit different for um, online exams last year. So I might just quickly run over that. Would would that be okay? Yeah, it's actually something I was going to ask is just Great. because exams are on campus and obviously some students haven't had an on-campus or in-class exam experience, I'd imagine, in, in a yes. year or two, you know, yes. depending on yeah. Yeah. So yeah, no. I might run over that um, because yeah, I suppose it is our experience uh, that some of the in-class tests are being administered online. It's not a lot of them. So whilst we are definitely looking at a picture where the end of semester officially timetabled exams are online, or sorry, are on campus, should I say, some of the in-class tests are being delivered online in our experience. And it's just to explain to students what they would do in those instances where they do have an in-class test and it is being delivered online. Okay, so if you have a waiver and spe in spelling and grammar and you have a test that is online, um, what you do is um, for students granted a spelling and grammar waiver, they must take a picture of their waiver sticker and submit it with their online exam. So just get their phones, take a picture of the sticker and submit it as an attachment to your online exam. Okay, and it's important. And that's just to notify the lecturer that they exactly, had because the accommodations for that. Exactly, and the way to think of it is that any student who has a waiver in spelling and grammar has a waiver in spelling and grammar sticker. So any student yeah. must ensure that they have a waiver and grammar grammar sticker accompanying their exam, be it online or on campus. So. On campus, you can simply stick it on the answer booklet. And if it's online, you just attach it with your online submission. And again, no sticker. Take a photo no or waiver. take a picture and, and yeah. attach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, that, and that, that's really, that's important to note as really well for really any students that are exactly. doing that. Yeah. And also just to say that um, 
students are not permitted to place a waiver sticker on submitted projects and assignments. Students can avail of learning support to proof assignments for errors in spelling and grammar or use proofreading software. Okay, so a waiver in spelling and grammar only really applies to those timed examinations that occur over an hour or two hours and so on. Okay. Um, I suppose the other... The other accommodation, sorry, Tom, the other accommodation that um, might, may come up for a student if they have an in-class test that's online is extra time. So for online exams you where you have extra time, you are required to inform your lecturer that you have the accommodation of extra time. Okay. And the reason being is that if the lecturer is putting an exam on Moodle for his class okay as an in-class test they will need to extend the timings on your Moodle exam okay or your online exam and they need time to be able to do that so they need time to facilitate the extra time okay so we would ask that you give a minimum two weeks notice to your lecture that you require your extra time remembering that extra time only applies after 60 minutes has passed and again we're talking about the the instances where you have an online test be it um for example an in-class test so it does get a little bit confusing but it's just to make the differentiation between an online test and an officially timetabled end of semester on campus exam okay yeah and it's just it's just uh, the student really being clear with the kind of specifics around each, whether it is an online um, exam or if it's an on-campus, which may, majority will be on-campus, bar the odd Absolutely. couple of modules. Exactly, um, exactly. Um, and one of, I suppose, one of the things we didn't speak about there in terms of on, the online piece was if a student has... Um, been granted a reader or an electronic reader okay so for either of those whether they've been granted a human reader in a separate center for on-campus exams or an electronic reader for on-campus exams if they have an online test they have been issued with electronic reading software okay so they would use that for their exam at home okay so um, that's important to note all right um i'm just trying to yeah go ahead tom no, no, and just when you, you mentioned that, I, I would imagine that ties in with Janet a little bit then on the assistive technology side of things and um, say, the, I, I know you mentioned a number of uh, examination accommodations there, Laura, but I, I, I do know Janet is, will can it hopefully give me a real good insight into all the assistive technology information and um, how, you know, what kind of... Um, what kind of training is needed or required, Janet, for the students, for any of the assistive technology? And I know you, you might have to break it down for each piece or that, but you might just give us an insight into how that training works and how a student can, can take part in it. Well, that's a really good question, Tom. So um, before COVID, um, I would have met the students um, that would have had exam accommodations with assistive technology, such as electronic readers or computers to type. And um, last year then, with the online exams, and there was no on-campus exams, the uh, accommodations then were electronic readers for at home and people were using their computers to type their answers. So those students um, 
that did their exam, their end of semester officially timetabled exams online, they will not have had the experience of the on-campus end of semester exams. So I wouldn't have had a chance to meet them and train them on the on-campus examination accommodations um, that involve assistive technology, such as electronic readers or computers to type. So this year, um, with the newly registered students then, um, I'm going to send out uh, training videos and in the videos, I'm going to explain how to find the timetable online and how to look up um, or how to find the Walton building and where the room is and exactly what happens on the day and what to expect. So I will also have included in the video an example of how the electronic reader works and how they can change the settings to their personal preferences. And I'm really encouraging all the students to go through that online training. I'm going to send it out early next week. And that way, when they do come to the exam in the Walton building, they'll be familiar with the setup of the electronic reader and they will know exactly what to expect. So, for instance, somebody that has an exam accommodation of a computer to type, um, sometimes the students have been inquiring and they're saying, well, I bring in my own laptop. So um, the way it works is in the Walton building, um, the PCs are all set up and they will all be connected to the network printer in the room IT221. So students with um, an accommodation of a computer to type can type their answers. And if they wish, they can alternate between typing and writing. Um, each student will have an answer booklet where that Laura mentioned earlier, where if they have a waiver on spelling and grammar, they will attach the waiver on spelling and grammar sticker to the outside and any um, written handwritten answers will be in that booklet and then any typed answers will be included into that booklet and that booklet will be handed back to the invigilator. So um, students that have registered this year with the disability office that have um, an electronic reader will use the read and write software and that's set up on all the PCs in room IT221 in the um, Walton building. And the um, electronic reader then will read out the text in the exam paper. And the benefits of that then are the student can listen to the words being read out and they can look at the physical exam paper and they can underline important words and they can hear the difference between confusing words and they will know exactly what to answer. And we always recommend that you use the, the students use the electronic reader when they're finished their exam as well. So when they have written their answers, they can get the electronic reader to read back the full question so that they're not after missing anything. So I will have this included in the training video that I'm going to send out. So I've done up all different um, training videos for the different scenarios. So if you're an um, electronic reader in IT221, I'll have a video for you. If you're an electronic reader and computer to type, I'll have the video for you. And uh, then the, some of the students then will have a C-pen, which uh, physically um, reads the text on the printed exam paper. So this is the first year that we're introducing the C-pen. Um, the electronic reader will read the text on the computer, the digital text, and the C pen then is a physical pen that you hold and yeah. um, you scan, so it uses optical character recognition and it will read out the text 
that's on the physical exam paper and I will have um, a video made up for those students as well and for students that will be using a computer to type in a separate centre their paper will also print out in IT221 so the invigilator will go up and collect the paper and bring it back to the student in the um, separate centre so any piece of assistive technology that's attached to your exam accommodations, they'll all be set up in the Walton building for the end of semester officially timetabled exams. Isn't it um, fantastic to think that like, you know, that pen can read that exam paper for you or the answer for it, like anything that's on the document for you. Like it's just they're, they're unbelievable resources and it's great to have um these available to the students obviously we know that the student does need um, that extra support but they are fantastic to have and um and and like you said Janet, all these training videos will be provided to the students as well and they'll be up on moodle is that what you said yes so i'm yeah. um going to send out the information on monday about how to access the training videos and um, the students that have already had um, an on-campus ex exam, end of semester exam experience, they will already have been trained. So it's really the students that registered with us last year that only did end of semester online exams and the students that have registered this year that haven't yet to sit an end of semester on-campus exam. Brilliant. And just say... Um... For instance, a uh, student that had examination accommodations um, taking place in, in a certain room and they went to a, a different room on campus or they went to the main exam hall, um, how does that affect them or what should they do in that case? Or, you know, if they're after going to the wrong place and they're set up for examination accommodations in another room, what's the That's best thing to do? That's very important um, and um really the student must go to the online timetable and have a look at the venue or the location that's set up. And if it says IT221, the student must attend the Walton building and come to room IT221. If they do go to the main hall, their paper uh, will not be there and there, may not, there won't be a desk set up for them because they're expected in room IT221 and we will have their computer set up. We will have the um, electronic reader set up and everything their paper and their answer booklet will all be there however if they do decide that they want to go to the main hall for semester two exams they can come back to us at the disability office and ask to have their examination accommodations reviewed but if their um, timetable shows IT221 um, that's where they need to turn up to on the day yeah, that's a really good point, Janet. And just to add to that, if a student wants, to, um, for example, to change their accommodations for semester two, the closing date applies, the semester two closing date applies. OK, so we're very happy to meet to meet the student. We're very happy to review it. If you want to remove or add or change, we can certainly sit down and, and discuss that all with you. I'm very happy to do so. But that needs to happen for semester two before 
March 31st because after that the timetables are all scheduled and it's a it's a huge feat with so many um like we have over 650 students now registered with the disability office and it's the exams office who look at scheduling all these different venues and that's in the mix of all of the students so it is a large task uh, and therefore we can't start to move people around different venues once a closing date has passed because it runs the risk that the student will get lost um, in their allocation and we don't want that to happen to any student. So just if you need to change something for a semester two after you have completed your semester one exams, please contact us before March 31st. And it's good to know that that option is there if a student did want to change and once they, again, meet the dates and, you know, they're not um, looking for it after the, the cutoff point, you know, that's that's important. But at least, you know, if they did feel more comfortable going to a main exam hall, that they can look for that. Um, and it's, I think it's, I think that's right, Tom. And, you know, we always say to the students when they come in to avail of all the accommodations that they availed of before for their leaving certificate. And then if they're not yeah. working for you, we can look at changing them. Um, so it is, it's still like the, I always see the, the um, first semester, particularly for the first years, as still, still transitioning into higher education. It's still a first time experience. So it's only natural that thing, students might want to change something. And that's okay. So don't be afraid to ask, but just ask before March 31st. <laughs> Makes yeah. it easier yeah, on every, everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. we don't and like as well, we, Tom. Sorry, Janet, we just we, we hate to be in a position where we can't facilitate the students' needs when they come to yes. us after the 31st of March or after the 31st of October, because that's yeah, yeah. not the nature of our service. We really try and help every student as much as possible, but our hands are tied when it comes to institute set down deadlines. It's not, it's not something we're, we're in control of this deadline. It's an institute-wide set deadline. So we want to yeah, be able to help the students. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, sorry, Janet, for cutting across Yeah, because you, uh, you, you made me um, think there, Tom. Um, a student may have an exam accommodation of electronic reader, computer type, C-Pen, all in IT221. They don't have to actually use those supports when they come in because we have had uh, students saying, oh, I don't want to use the electronic reader, and that's okay. They don't have yeah. to. It's there uh, if they need it. Um, but they will still just have to come to IT221. And it's um, a smaller centre, a smaller venue, and um, the invigilators are all trained. And um, at the start of every exam, um, either myself or a member of the student life and learning team are there um, to ask or to answer any questions um, that the students would have. And we're also on call. So if there are any issues with uh, assistive technology throughout the exam, they could just put up their hand and ask the invigilator and the invigilator will ring us and we'll come over and sort out any technical issues uh, straight away. Yeah, and that, I, I know as well, um, Laura would have mentioned it there that, you know, the students will know what accommodations they have and they will be notified of it. But a similar question then just for for staff in WIT, can they view what examination accommodations are available to the students in their in, in that particular module or class or what's yep. the process there? They absolutely can, Tom. So um, we have sent out to the school administrators um, and requested that they send on a link to all the course leaders who can then share with all the lecturers on their programme of study. Um, it's a link to 
the exam reasonable accommodation system. Okay, so this is a web facility um, which we have worked with computer services and Moodle to develop. Okay, so a staff member can log in and they can view their modules um, and they will get a list of the students and their exam accommodations. Okay, but just to note that the examination accommodations when they view them are the examination accommodations that work, that are approved for the student for end of semester officially timetabled exams. So obviously the in-class in test piece is a little different in that because classes are ongoing uh, we don't have the IT labs available to us to run electronic readers when there is an ad hoc in-class test during teaching time so for example if um, a lecturer is running an online in-class test or just an on-campus in-class test and it's during um the semester maybe it's in week 10 or week 11 and um, if they see a student is approved for a computer to type in IT221 or an electronic reader in IT221 those students with the electronic reader approved will require a human reader to be booked in a separate center for an in-class test and they will need a laptop an examination laptop booked through the disability office for that in-class test also so um, there's a little bit to it. Uh, it's not, uh, I suppose, as it's not as straightforward in in terms of the organisation for an end of semester exam, just because of the ad hoc nature. But that web facility is there, um, and it is there for all members of staff. Sometimes there is a little bit of a problem with it if a module is shared because um, it there may be only one name allocated to that module on Moodle and therefore the system will only generate one name and another lecturer may not be able to, to log in. But if that happens, just send us an email and we can run a list for them or they can contact their school office and we look into getting it fixed if we can through com computer services. But um, if the, the lecturing staff want to view um, that web facility, they can also just go into the disability webpage of the the WIT website and if they click on the information for staff tile then there is another um, tab that they can click on and it says uh, view student accommodations okay so it's all there and then yeah and it's good to know as well for you know even I suppose anyone listening they'll be able to kind of follow them steps too and, and if they weren't aware of it before but I'd imagine they all they all are and yeah. I, I, I'm really intrigued with the assistive technology um, stuff and how much like how amazing that that technology is that it can do it, so many things like to help somebody with exams and even in general but do you find Janet that it's progressing all the time that there's new pieces being released every year um, I'd imagine that's a, an exciting part of your job as well, trying to oh, yes, see all these Tom. new things coming in all exactly, the time. Exactly, yeah. Everything changes with technology, especially. Um, and um, with the exam accommodations now, with the assistive technology, um, especially now with the introduction of the CPEN, we try to keep things um, consistent then with the school leavers. And um, we've found that some of the school leavers are using the CPEN um, as an exam support, it, it fosters independence in the student as well, you know, so they don't have to ask a reader, a person to read out the word 
they can do it themselves, you know. So this is the reason why we've introduced the C pen this year, but only for the first years that are coming in. It's yeah. going to be um available to them um, along with their electronic reader. And we're going to ask the students for their um opinion at the end, see how effective it was or how much of a good support it was or whether they used it or why didn't they use it. So we're going to ask them for some feedback. Um, because I know we can introduce uh, new technologies and sometimes things can be shiny and new and we might think they're great, but it has to be um, a benefit or a good support to the student at the end of the day. So, um, but uh, I remember back when I started uh, nine years ago, I probably, there was probably about three or four different pieces of assistive technology and now we're probably up to about 13 14 different pieces of assistive technology uh, and the assistive technology then is used in the classroom and it's also used um, for studying as well as exams. So again, it all depends on the need of the student. So when Laura meets the student for their needs assessment, they will agree on the certain pieces of assistive technology that will support them either in the classroom or with study um, or with uh, exams or writing assignments. Yeah, so these are all um, recommended based on the needs assessment, which is which is uh, important to note as well. Yeah, and especially then last year when um, the exams moved online, uh, the electronic reader needed to be able to read uh, the exam formats that were in a Word document or that could have been in a PDF or an inaccessible file format, whereas um, we can control it more at the uh, officially timetabled end of semester exams on campus because yeah. we we know that the uh, there are Windows PC and we know that the exam paper comes up in a Word document. So that's why we can use uh, Read and Write. And um, the software then that we chose for um, the online exams was is Claro Read um, and that can read um, the text electronically um, and it doesn't matter what device you have. So if you have a Windows machine, a MacBook or a Chromebook, um, it'll still read the text. So the Claro Read picks up yeah. all software yeah. packages whereas um, the one on campus will will work. It's a streamlined software package across the board, so that will work best with that. Is yeah, so we use combinations, you know, of different pieces of assistive technology, um, yeah. and um, we always ask the student then how did they get on, and you know what worked and what didn't work, so that we can make improvements and continuously improve the whole time. No, it's brilliant, and and there there's so much, um, so much fantastic information there regarding the exam accommodations the assistive technology and even um, information in relation to kind of registering with the disability office or um, you know how to go about registering for the exam accommodations and a question just um, I suppose we're, we're nearly coming to an end Laura but a question that some students may have is if they are registered with the disability office for this year do they have to con- do it again next year or is it something that you know, once they register first time, yeah. they're registered for the duration of their course. 
Yeah, and that's a really common question. And the answer is once you register once, that is it. Okay, so register once, have your needs assessment. It's a once off and then off you go for the duration of your program, be it three or four years. And if you have a problem, absolutely come back and we can review it. But if you don't and you're, and you're happy and the supports that we approved in our first meeting are all working for you, well, those are the supports that are laid down for the duration of your time in WIT and there's no need to come back to us. Okay, so um, it's it's a, a, a meeting well worth um, arranging. It's a once off, yeah, okay? No, 100% and, and just to reiterate uh, again, Laura, if a student is looking to contact um, the disability office, what is yeah. the best way to do it? Is it, so again, is it email just, or phone? Yeah, Email is the best way. Our email is monitored every single day. So it's disabilityoffice at wit.ie and a member of staff will respond to you. Fantastic. And, that, so, and that's for students and staff. So we're very happy. We know there's lots, very happy to answer any queries. And we know that at this time of year, you know, there is lots of queries around exams and the different um types of examinations that might be held be it in class or online you know all those different um i suppose connotations of of different types of exams so we're happy to answer those questions but a lot of the information is also on the disability webpage under you know the different information there's pieces regarding all the different exam sports for students and staff there as well so it's well worth a look you might find what you're looking for there also yeah, yeah, it's brilliant and there's um, so much great information on it on, on the website even just to, to have a quick look if anyone was uh, looking to find out a little bit more about the disability office as well. And um, Laura and Janet, uh, it was great chatting to you both today and thanks a million for, for coming on. Um, it's great to have so much information around the exam accommodations and it's fantastic to see all the different supports that you, you do provide through the disability office as well. Um, and again, just if you are a student looking to register with the disability office, you can do so by emailing disabilityoffice at wit.ie. Um, again, don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram and TikTok at sll.wit or just type student life and learning um, into the search bars on these as well to keep up to date with student support information. So I just want to um, thank Laura and Janet again. It was great having you. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in, and we will catch up with you all again soon. Thanks a million for listening. Thanks, Thanks for- Tom. With exams just around the corner and a number of students uh, registered with the disability office. No, I'm gone again. Wrong line. Start again <laughs> in five. <laughs> I'm reading it absolutely backwards. I don't know why. <laughs> That's okay. It's the afternoon. I yeah, find we're all tired. Yeah. In the afternoon, I trip over on every word.